Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 156. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, action, adventure, and face punching. Uh, That's the exact same line I used last week. Yep. You're getting stale. Yeah, totally. It took 156 episodes. Holy crap. Hey, uh, speaking of, this is... This officially no, marks the three-year journey oh. of this podcast because that's 52 weeks in a year. Yep. That's 156 episodes. So next week begins year, year four. Year four. But we've, we've, we're locking in so three this, years. So this is a big episode. Yeah. We should have. Huge. should have done more. <laughs> um, I'm Marvel.com editor Ben Morse. Uh, yeah, I'm Ryan Panagos, <laughs> Marvel's Agent M. Uh, and yeah, holy crap. Totally blindsided. Uh, we got a great episode for you uh, with all our normal stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk some comics. We're going to talk some news. We're going to take your questions. Uh, had some good books this week. Very good. Got books. intern Alex Lopez over there. Yeah. Hey. Thanks for that dead air as you <laughs> casually rolled over to my microphone. Um, but yeah, I still feel like we're not really coming out of New York Comic Con anymore, but I still feel like we are. Yeah. It's been but a. Where are we? Who knows? Halloween next week. Oh, gosh. Spooktacular podcast next, next Spooktacular. week. Spooktacular. Uh, we made a, we should have thought, I should have mm-hmm. thought to do a Halloween book for TWIM yep. URC. Speaking of TWIM URC, yes. uh, we've been informed by several listeners uh, that. Well, really by Alex. We who was informed by several we listeners. Because we didn't pay attention to the listeners, but he did. And yeah. Marvel uh, I actually sent you a tweet yesterday about Same this. What? Uh, someone tweeted me about Future Imperfect number two. I don't. Anyway, I don't recall getting uh, that tweet. Our reading club selection of Incredible Hulk Future Imperfect uh, was missing number two in Marvel Unlimited. Why did you send me a tweet? Because I wanted to know if you knew this. Oh, I was like, is this true? What could I do that you couldn't do without me? Mm-hmm. Verify the information <laughs> quickly. Uh, Verified. Yeah, and. So I, I walked over the folks who work on digital comics. They fixed the issue. It was just... They uh, were outraged. Yeah. They, themselves. <laughs> they, uh, they got it cleared up. So Hulk Future Imperfect number two is available. We'll just have to make sure it's added to the, the thing. Yeah. For, I'll double check it. On I think I already added it, but I'll add it again. Okay. So that will be all set for you guys to read. So if you haven't read it yet... Go ahead and read Hulk Future Imperfect uh, and get your comments in for next week. It'll be a great Halloween tie-in. Yeah. It's a scary, scary Hulk story. We'll tell you spooky you know? stories. Well, yeah, we'll get really creepy with uh, with Hulk. Yeah. Who worked on Future Imperfect? I'm saying editorially. Is there oh. anyone we can pull in here? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Call Peter David? Yeah. Oh. We just have Peter David come. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I love hearing him talk about Hulk I Future Imperfect. I do, too. Imperfect. He talked to us about it at dinner one time yep. in San Diego, and it was great. It was. Uh, maybe we'll just share some of those stories. Anyways, uh, we got some comics on sale this week. Uh, not as many as last week. Last week was a... a You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> last week was a some sort of aberration of craziness. But we got some good ones this week. So let's dive right in. All new Ghost Rider number eight, written by Felipe Smith, art by Damian Scott. This is a very pivotal issue as not only does Johnny Blaze finally show up um, and goes skull to skull with the new Ghost Rider, which is kind of cool because we get to see what abilities Robbie Reyes has that Johnny Blaze is not necessarily. But then there's also kind of a turning point because we start to learn more about Eli, this guy who's co-inhabiting the new Ghost Rider vessel with Robbie Reyes. So it's a bit of a action issue to start, but then quickly turns to 
oh, this this is kind of horrific, just yeah. learning who Eli is and watching Robbie struggle and lose control and stuff's going on in his neighborhood with his brother. The stuff Poor with his brother, brother is very sad. Uh, so Johnny Blaze is still trying to track down Eli because he knows he's not a good dude. Uh, the cops are involved. The gangs are involved. Every what? Keep going after the page you're looking at. Yeah. What oh, is so that? Uh, yeah, he's eating some purple thing. That's probably not good for him. That can't be good for him. That's purple bad. is not a color normally found in most things yeah. in nature. So there's a lot of things converging here. Uh, Felipe Smith balancing a lot of story elements, and they're all going to come to a head next issue. Johnny Blaze uh, is Ghost Rider again after the end of Thunderbolts where he wasn't. So we'll talk to the editors about that. It's magic. Because we should get on that. Magic. We usually don't point stuff out like that on the air, but it, hey. it struck me. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be real with you guys. I don't know why he's Ghost Rider again because I can see the questions coming in. Yeah. So I'm gonna talk to who edited this book. It's Panic, I think. Go give Panic a piece of my mind. Yeah, give him That's some all. mind piece. Yeah. Good book though. All right, over to All New Invaders number eleven by James Robinson and art by Steve Pugh. Who, I mean, Steve Pugh, man. Yeah. He has been killing it every month on this book rock uh, solid so solid great stuff uh this is more of them trying to figure out what's going on with jim hammond who's just bugging out mm -hmm. and our invaders team together we've got this new iron cross who uh spills her guts about something which there's a great little scene yeah. in here and uh makes one of the characters totally speechless yep um there's, I, I like what James does because he does it. He's done it a couple of times where he addresses very specific continuity things yes, in different specific. issues that, like, a reader is probably thinking, "Well, how about this?" And then he's like, yeah. "Here, do 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 do, yep. boom, putting he's it out very there, good gone." At making Let's keep all going. The, at all the puzzle pieces fit. Yeah, I like that a lot. And also, new. I don't know this color. This new cover artist, mm. Michael Comark. He's done a few for. He did, um, if you remember, back when Jason Aaron was writing Hulk. Uh, he's done some stuff, again, for Mark Panicia. He did a mm. bunch of Hulk covers. They were gorgeous, and they did uh, Ultimates covers. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, this is it's a fantastic cover. I was looking at this for a while. It's really good. He's an excellent, Really excellent solid. Uh, another great issue. All-new X-Factor, number 15, the first of our Axis tie-ins. Not to give away too much of Axis, because we'll get there, but basically the world is in chaos. Red Skull's uh, telepathic emissions are making everybody angry and hate each other and that's particularly bad in the nation's capital in washington dc and since x-factor is the best equipped to deal with it while well, the x-men and avengers are in genosha x-factor heads to the capital to try to quell the riots there's also um a subplot where they have to get the the football away from the president the football of course is the thermonuclear device that can detonate bombs everywhere and he wants to start a war and there's some uh, there's some politics in this issue, um, but yeah, some of the X Factor people lose a little bit. Gambit goes nuts. Polaris has to put him in his place. Some good Quicksilver Should've stuff. Should have put him down. Should've put him down. Quicksilver's been great uh, in this series. Probably a standout for me. And he has some more awesome moments here. New characters get to shine. Georgia and also Luna. I love Georgia. Yeah, She's a great Georgia's character. Great. And uh, Carmine D.G. and Domenico, still killing it, still doing it up, and our, and our friend Peter David, writing an excellent tie-in to Axis. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man number eight, written by, uh, I think 
there's two well, there's two stories in here. Dan right. Slott plotting the the main story and writing the uh, Spider Verse backup story. Uh, we've got the f the final part of our team up between Ms. Marvel and Spidey. Uh, lots of inhumany bits going on here. Yeah. Well, that's going on. Uh, we get some really cool stuff with Silk, uh, which is always a delight. Uh, I really like where that character's going and mm -hmm. like the, the different stuff that's Also, right off the bat, a lot of fans didn't like her costume. Fixed. Fans didn't like her costume? I don't think so. I think, I feel like this is directly from fan. I heard, you know what? I'm going to say I heard a lot of people, but when I say that, I mean I heard Adri a bunch. Oh, and sometimes right. she feels like... 85 people complaining. She is, Adrian yeah. Cowan, our social media manager. She is the power of internet. No, it's more, she just she just has the, her complaints are so powerful that <laughs> it makes me feel like I've heard it from eight different directions. That's fair. She didn't like the costume. Anyways, fixed. Anyway, for yeah. Adri. Silk's got a new costume. Uh, we get to see some, um, oh, actually, that was a different book. I've got my spider stuff uh -oh. mixed up, but we get, uh, if you, oh, if you read my favorite. the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Learning to Crawl? Crawl. Uh, limited I think run. I called it something else last week, and it was yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, learning to crawl. Walking to fly. Yeah. Then uh, you get to see how that ties into the current stuff, which I think is really great. Like a couple weeks after it's I done. I love that. It's... I love... This is my favorite thing about this issue, actually. Yeah. As, as, as much cool stuff as in this issue, this character coming in was my favorite. I yeah. love it. Uh, super cool. Really dug that. Then we go to our Edge of Spider-Verse um, story in here, which is mm. a huge one. Another... Tearjerker. Yeah. Another heartbreaker. Uh, so, yeah, the first story was drawn by um, uh, Giuseppe Camoncoli, and the second one by Umberto Ramos. Yep. And uh, we've got, you know, this awful uh, sibling, I think, of Morland's. I don't know. It could be a son. I can't remember. He's, he's a relative. Demos. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I am Demos, son of Solus, one of the inheritors of all, right, all so creation. He's not, his, he's not Morland's son. Yeah. And rule that out. Yeah. Uh, he's probably his brother. They have, Maybe. There's a lot of siblings in An that uncle? family. Might be. Uh, but knows? he goes to uh, the MC2 Earth Oof. to go after the spider totems there, which there are three. Trace. Um, and there are two at no. the end. Yeah. So do the math. But, yeah, Spider-Girl, guys. Spider-Girl is in Spider-Verse, and she has now got a personal stake. Yeah. Don't they all? Don't they all. Amazing X-Men, number 12, written by Chris Yost and Craig Kyle. Art by Carlo Barberi, with a little assist from Eben Coelho. This is the conclusion to World War Wendigo. Things get terrible. Uh, the Wendigo curse goes beyond Canada. North Star is trying to save a little girl. Everyone's turning into Wendigos. Uh, isn't the Wendigo curse actually real? Is it? Is it? Holy crap. I, don't I know. imagine. I mean, are right? Wendigo real? Yeah, they have to be. No, I mean, they don't have to be. Yeah, they have I to be. I love that within the first few pages, Guardian gets eaten by Tanarak, this great beast, and that becomes a plot point later. But what you got is the X-Men trying to keep things cool on, in our world, in Canada. Colossus doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but also in the realm of the great beasts, uh, we got Storm, Firestar, Rockslide, Snowbird, Iceman. Iceman, big Iceman issue. Always love that. And creative solution by Storm to this problem. I hope Iceman gets to, to keep, keep his, his bear little, friends. His little bears, yeah. Oh, my God. I would read a book of just Iceman and his bears. I also like the line where um, Iceman says to Storm, you planned on leaving me behind, didn't you? And she said, that is always my plan. <laughs> I don't know if that's meant to be a dig, but I took it as one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, backs up against the wall. The X-Men find a cool solution. Alpha Flight helps out big time. And then 
there's kind of a if you know what's coming sad post a lot of these books still have Wolverine in them but you know there's like this is the last Wolverine story in Amazing X-Men well especially this too. last panel yeah no I know this last panel was like sad. oh come on yeah no a lot of books Kyle and Yost are just jerks so I'm trying to figure out what's going to be like the chronological last Wolverine appearance this might be it because he already made his last Uncanny Avengers appearance he's not an Axis he made his last Wolverine next no it'll be in Uncanny X-Men probably because they're still doing the original Sin story right right but not many Wolverine appearances left. Savor them while you can. Yeah. All right, on to Avengers number 37. Love in seven issue. months, time runs out. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we've got, you know, our story that's taking place uh, eight months in the future-ish, mm-hmm. uh, where we get to see S.H.I.E.L.D., more or less led by Old Man Steve Rogers. Old Man Steve Rogers. Old Man Steve Rogers, and uh, he's got Hawkeye, Maria Hill, some War Machine drones, Invisible mm-hmm. Woman, Captain America, and Captain Marvel all at the ready to do uh, do what he needs to do. And they're going after the Illuminati. So it's they're on a you know this chase after the Illuminati. They may have found them. Nope, right. they're they're this just is, two steps behind. This is the flip side to last week's New Avengers issue yeah. that we read. And. Uh, you know, you get to see old man Steve Rogers get really angry. Oh, yeah. Because very frustrated. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, like, development here of where these characters are going, what they're trying to do. Uh, we also get to see that the Cabal mm. has made themselves have made themselves public. Yep. And it's like a counterpoint to the Illuminati, to S.H.I.E.L.D. Very interesting stuff. Uh, and a big plot twist for two of the characters on opposing sides. And uh, a big, big note yeah. by the end. So let's also give a shout out to Mike Diodato yes. who finished drawing Original Sin like a week ago yep. and just dove right into this. Dude's a looks, machine looks and he's beautiful. always just gorgeous work. Yeah. So Ridiculous. that was pretty impressive. I like that issue a lot. I like these um, where they drop us in and we don't know everything but they're dropping hints in here. Like they mention an X-Nation they show Cyclops briefly but we don't know what that is and it's all slowly coming together. Yeah. I like it. Uh, something that's rapidly coming together Bumping. is Avengers and X-Men Axis number three. Huge issue. So when we last left our heroes, they were all defeated and screwed because Red Onslaught beat everybody. So we open this issue with Magneto's team of villains, which consists of him, Doom, Carnage, Hobgoblin, Absorbing Man, Mystique, Jack-O-Lantern, Sabretooth, Loki, and Enchantress, plus Deadpool as the wild card. They invade Genosha. And I just couldn't get enough of this issue because I, I love unlikely heroes. Um, all the villains get to just go nuts on Red Skull, show off their skills. Everyone gets written like a badass. Everyone gets written as smart. You know, characters like Carnage and Hobgoblin, who aren't necessarily at the front and center of events like this, get to really strut their stuff. Absorbing Man. Enchantress has a great bit. They all have really great moments. They really do. It's it's very much in keeping with the Uncanny Avengers uh kind of popcorn movie feel to it. It's just like, you know, one big action moment after another, but all the dialogue is snappy and it's snarky and Doom gets some great stuff and Loki gets some great stuff. Um, Even Mystique gets a nice moment. Deadpool may be my favorite throughout the issue. You could could tell that Rick loves writing Deadpool. Right, well, I miss Rick writing Deadpool because he wrote him on Uncanny X-Force. He does does a great job with Deadpool. He has a different approach to him. And uh, him basically dragging Iron Man through the rubble and trying to get him to make him an Avenger is a delight, but it's also a lot of fun. So all the villains have to keep fighting, um, but even they're not enough for uh, Red Onslaught. So some other unlikely 
characters have to help out. That includes Quentin Quire. That includes Evan. But again, Deadpool just crushing it. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Doom have to team up. That's unpleasant. And we get the big inversion takes place in this issue. Bibbidi bobbidi boop. And then uh, X Men Avengers confrontation at the end. So it's almost like this. This is the end of Act One, but this felt like such a big, huge, complete story with so much going on in it. If this were a three-issue event, this would be pretty satisfactory, but it's really just the beginning. Is it weird that I wanted someone to just smash Red Skull's head, even though he had... No, I get If you. he has Xavier, it may, doesn't matter. Just may. smash this it. twist with Evan. Oh, boy. very intriguing. Oh, boy. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, Havoc. Havoc does something big they may regret. It's coming next. This, this, this is great. I love this event, and I love how packed it is with stuff. Neil, you drew it. Awesome job. Uh, even better than a lot of other stuff he's done. He's, he's he refined it. He really took his time. I think he really had some time to take here. It looks even more sculpted than usual, even more like you really get the emotion in the faces. So loved everything about this. Axis cranking on. Yeah, I think we have a week without an Axis oh, no. main issue. A week off. And then we Ugh. come back. All right. Well, to compensate for that, let's talk about more Axis uh, with a book I really liked. Axis Hobgoblin number one, written by Kevin Shinnick, art by Javier Rodriguez, uh, pencils and colors with Alvaro Lopez inking it. We talked up Javier when he was on Daredevil, and he, wow, gets the chance to really shine here. Just some of his choices, some of these bits where he has like the Hobgoblin looming over the city. So gorgeous. Um, later, same thing with the Goblin King. Um, so Hobgoblin, this this is post-Axis, and now Hobgoblin has been hit by the inversion, and instead of being a bad guy straight out, he kind of become a hero but this is the way the inversion works it doesn't flat out make bad guys into heroes it just kind of takes your your nasty qualities and turns them into good qualities so in this case hobgoblin entrepreneur wants to make money wants to franchise is now trying to help people become heroes and help people change their lives but if it makes him some money in the process so be it so basically this first issue is just kind of about laying out hobgoblin's new strategy roderick kingsley who he is uh, apparently a comp this must take place a little bit after access number three because he's he's done a lot he's also very enterprising um get to introduce some some characters his assistant some other stuff uh and i like it. it's funny it's quick kevin shinnick you know known for his comedy write some good stuff here meanwhile on the other side of town the bad side of town brooklyn where you live um you don't live in brooklyn All right. i haven't lived in brooklyn in like seven years you used to i did all right twice enough. twice so the goblin king uh picking up from uh, Goblin Nation and Spider-Man. Uh, ben, uh, uh, is it Phil Yurick? Phil, yeah. Phil Yurick, the uh, former good Green Goblin, former Fighting Hob Phil Yurick. Yeah. Uh, we get more great art here. Yeah, I guess on. I missed something. I, I forget the end of the that arc because he's now the Goblin the King. The end of Goblin Nation, basically the Green Goblin got taken down, right. so he stepped in and he was like, all right, I'm in charge of the gang now. So right. he's in charge of this Goblin gang that the Green Goblin set up. Um and he's pissed because Hobgoblin has, you know, embarrassed him a bunch of times. He took the Hobgoblin identity from him, and now he's like, oh, he's trying to be a hero goblin. That was my thing. I was the original hero goblin. So he wants to track down Menace, who apparently has been missing since Goblin Nation, and use her, another great shot here, yeah. uh, use her to help him get revenge on the Hobgoblin. But once we find out what's going on with Menace, uh, he could be in a lot of trouble. Man, that's a gorgeous issue. Yeah, so, so pretty. Looking. All right, on to Cyclops number six, written by John Lehman with art by Javier Garon. 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 I, 
I've never seen Javier's art before, but it's delicious. <laughs> uh, and Beautiful Colors by Chris Sotomayor. Uh, you know, young Cyclops is hanging out with space pirates. His dad. And so cool. The crew of the Star Jammers, uh, which, you know, I love. I love also you get... For those of you who are not familiar with the Star Jammers, there's the, like the here are all the characters. Hmm. Um, Chaad and E are always going to be my favorites. I don't know why. Ever since I was a kid, I've loved them so much. The way you pronounce their names, I'm pretty I sure. I guess probably. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Cyclops kind of feeling like a fish out of water, like he doesn't belong. And this is a story of you know how he's trying to fit in, what he's doing wrong, what he's doing right, and uh, an interesting bit at the end that ties into how this story kicks off. Um, and uh, we'll see where where it puts these characters because uh, could be bad news, Brown. We'll see. More Axis. That's what I got for you. Oh yeah. Deadpool number thirty six, written by Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn, art by Mike Hawthorne. Um, covers a lot of ground in this issue. This one is packed because we pick up where we left off last issue with Deadpool helping out the uh, the X Men knockoffs that he caught up with back in Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, some emotional stuff there. Really nice exchange with Nightcrawler where him and Nightcrawler kind of have a weird bond. Uh, he's he's talking a lot of the X-Men about Wolverine stuff. Wolverine is officially gone now. He was kind of like not quite dead yet. Last issue of Deadpool and now he's officially dead so he can talk to Nightcrawler and Storm and all that. Um, Evan, Genesis, is reaching out to Deadpool to get him to try to help him on Genosha and Deadpool's kind of half ignoring him. Deadpool just kind of like runs through this issue. Runs from like scene to scene. It's very fast paced. Uh, stops a riot helps a mutant, has a fight with Shikla. That seems like it's not going to go well for him down the line. Gets recruited by Magneto in a very different scene from what we saw in Magneto, but Alex and I were talking about this before the podcast, and basically you contributed to Deadpool's crazy and could have imagined anything you wanted. So who knows how this actually happened. Point is, gets to Genosha. You get to see another view of uh, Axis number three from Deadpool's point of view. I love this scene with Sabretooth. It's disgusting and hilarious. Then Inversion, and we spend the last few pages getting to meet new Deadpool, who has a different outlook on life, and we will get to explore him more next month. Just a lot. Life pool. Life pool. Jerry and Brian are so good. They just, it's like, it seems seamless how they write this character in this book now. Just able to, you know, cover three events, all this major stuff, all these big Deadpool things. Just back to back to back to back, no problem. Every issue full of stuff. Hawthorne's brilliant on art. This is just this is, this is a consistent book, very consistent, very good. Yeah. On to Death of Wolverine, the Logan Legacy number two, written by Tim Seeley, art by Ariella Cristantina, with colors by Sonia Olback, who I always love seeing her name in the credits. Uh, this is the issue dealing with X twenty three, dealing with Wolverine's demise. Uh, she is, she's she's not a very emotional character. She's not in touch with her feelings. She she's very disconnected just because of how she was brought up and mm-hmm. the life that she's led she's brought up so much as grown yeah in a tube yeah and uh she she goes to a club uh she leaves the the school goes to a club to sort of clear her head figure out what the hell she's gonna do gets a little frustrated and all that good stuff um you know meets a dude and then boom some some just meets jerks a dude come in who's i mean i don't know why does he assume that she is there to perhaps do what he thinks she's there to do. Because he's a jerk. He's at a club and she's I mean, dressed a certain way. I don't know. Yeah. It was very, uh, he, I, I would have I given him. I didn't care for Gil. I would have given him the claw. Yeah. The double claw. Uh, but which then she almost we, does. 
We've got the uh, the Happy Clams gang mm. comes to comes in, <laughs> yeah, uh, which is just you know they're Canadians, yeah, sure, and they come in and it's a very Canadian issue, yeah. Uh, then we get a new uh, character, the Chinook, the Chinook, yep. and uh, he it's comes a, in. It's a wind, yeah. Uh, there's some really funny little bits in here, and then uh, we so get to see... so funny, and it's such a non-funny issue. Yeah. Uh, we which get to, makes it cool. Yeah. We get to see what the story is with the Chinook. I love it. He's one of my favorite obscure characters. Yeah, there's a revelation there. Super and, revelation. Uh, uh, an introduction to like the the person that is funding the Happy Clams and mm. other evil no-goodniks in Canada. She's an old alpha flight villain, actually. Is she yep. really? She's existing. Yeah. The things one learns when yep. doing this podcast. Yes. Uh, and then it's it's great. We get to see a little bit of a resolution, and hopefully she's in a better headspace. Oh, poor X-23. Yeah. New Warriors, number 11, written by Chris Yost and Eric Burnham. with An art, ultimate issue. Well, hmm. Art by Marcus Toe and Ruth Redman. And uh, the New Warriors pretty much just get their asses kicked yep. from front to back here. I mean, they're fighting the Eternals. Yeah. Let's give them... Let's give them for those of you who don't know, pass. the Eternals are essentially uh, celestial-powered space gods entrusted with keeping mankind moving very and good. safe. Very good. Uh, They're all very powerful. They're all Thor, basically. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the, more so. The best, uh, there's uh, a note in here, and there's a similar note in, I think, Invaders, mm. uh, where like one of the char- one of the, uh, the Eternals is like flying super strong and yeah. vulnerable, and then has yeah. eye beams, and uh, Nova's in here like, you have eye beams too? Yeah. And that happened with deal? Icarus in uh, in Invaders. Who said it in Invaders? Buck- and it's probably Bucky. Probably Bucky. Make the most it sense. was great, uh, but yeah, the the leader of the uh, the Eternals, Zurus. Zurus. Yep. Such a jerk. Such a jerk. He's like. If Odin was an even jerkier jerk? Well, the thing about him is, like, Odin's always kind of just off to the side being like, do this, do that. Zerus is Odin, but he also gets, gets his hands dirty. Yeah, gets in the mix of things, which yeah. makes him even worse. Yeah, but he's also a bigger jerk. Yes. Uh, so all that's going on. It's great moments for, for characters like Speedball and Nova in here. Speedball gets the the inner monologue this issue he gets the narration yeah. and it's it's interesting because speedball's been seemingly happy-go-lucky this whole time but yeah. there's something beneath the surface yeah something as fabian Ecieza called it on our uh, interview at new york comic-con something penance <laughs> which he yes yeah, quoted he quoted that term Something penancy. Uh, and then a really cool last page. Great last page. Uh, which, I, yeah, I knew you were going to dig oh, that one. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? It was, yeah. like, written for me. Yep. Secret Avengers number nine, written by our buddy Al Scott, art by Michael Walsh. Uh, this book continues to just be the barrel of monkeys. Um, <laughs> it is. It's so crazy. It's hard to really describe it. It's just, it's this ongoing ongoing weirdness where you don't know who to trust who, who's on what side. Maria Hill's learning a bunch of revelations. Coulson is drinking in the street with winos and uh, sees a big opening above the sky. My favorite stuff, of course, I love that we have like simultaneous books where Deadpool and Hawkeye are teaming up in completely different ways because it all fits. It's all Marvel Universe. It's great. We have this kind of, I, I have to assume, a uh, Ultimate Warrior tribute named Jorma. <laughs> who looks exactly like the Ultimate Warrior and who is says he's a former professional wrestler and uh, is basically a pro-oil guy. Deadpool and Hawkeye team up to take him down, and then Deadpool admits what he's been doing with Hawkeye this whole time. Hawkeye has some great action stuff, and then Modoc is all over the place, man. 
Um, oh, love that page. And then the last couple pages, we go to a different place where some different characters are doing something else. It's hard to describe this. <laughs> it's good. It's fun. It's Secret Avengers. If you like this book, you're going to keep liking this it's book. It's so good and so weird, yeah. and I'm very thankful it's, that we make it's it. It's very outside the box. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, another different kind of book this week is She-Hulk. She-Hulk number nine, to be specific, written by Charles Soule, art by Javier Polito. And here is where Charles' legal background really comes into play, because we essentially just get a court case. Um, It's like fighting with the law. With the law. So Matt Murdock is prosecuting. She-Hulk is defending, to my knowledge, is the first time they've ever faced off in court. Uh, She-Hulk's client is Captain America. Matt Murdock's is the family of a guy who who claims that... uh, Steve Rogers was responsible for a death uh, in his family and also shed some weird light on Steve Rogers' early days, his pre-Captain America days. But really, we just get to see the procedural of it all. Javier Polito really gets to excel because he's drawing what would, you know, typically be kind of rote. It's just people talking and presenting evidence, stuff like that. Lutza Vicente deserves some credit on colors. Clayton Cowles actually does a ton of work in this issue. There's a lot of letters. Um, but yeah, it just kind of flows through. We get kind of the first half of the case, and then Jen is trying to figure out how she's going to do this. She gets an unexpected visit from Matt uh, that puts the case in a new perspective. But I was just on the edge of my seat, just kind of like following, like, you know, what is the story here? What's going on? What is really going on with Captain America? It's a different kind of thriller, and I really appreciate it. Like you said about Secret Avengers being a different kind of comic, this is a different kind of comic where we can go an issue without anybody punching anybody and still have a very Marvel Universe feel and a very smart book. Thriller! Thriller night, man. Okay. Time for out there listening. This is the third issue of the collection of our Infinite Comics, written by Rob Williams with art in this one by Neil Edwards and Ivan Coelho, I believe. And Ivan Coelho is everywhere. Totes. He's great. He is great. Freaking really gorgeous stuff. Are we sure it's a him? He I or been, she. I've been. Oh. Be a, I don't know. Never want to offend. No. Uh, but, you know, it's more of Thanos dealing with Ego, the living planet, and there's some grossness up in here because Thanos is all inside Ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that. Then there's a lot of death going on and psychological warfare and warfare warfare and Thanos and, and his uh, his party of five. <laughs> Uh, like the Fox show. Yeah, he's, <laughs> That's he's, amazing. he's got the party of five on his side, and they're uh, they're just trying to combat everything Ego's thrown at Than- them. Is Thanos Matthew Fox? Sure. He should be. Yeah. That's awesome. Was he I, the lead character? Yes, he was the lead character. He's the guy in Lost. I know he's Remember the guy he in Lost. Remember he had like, the long hair? and No, I didn't see Wolf. the show. Oh, you never seen the show? All right, well, look it up, and then we need to come up with a Black Order party of five <laughs> combo deal. That would be a lot of fun. Done. Finally, last but not least, X-Force number 11, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Rocky Kim. Let's start with the cover, which is an homage to Cable's first appearance in New Mutants, uh, but with Phantom X playing the Cable part and all the X-Force members playing the New Mutants parts. Very inspired, liked that. X-Force is a book that just has, it surprises me. It comes out, I feel like the last five issues have have followed up from the previous issue, but they just soared out of nowhere. There was like that issue where Meme was posing as the reporter that caught me by surprise. There was that last issue with the X-Men Legacy character. And then here, we've got X-Force storming uh, the base of this mysterious villain who's pulling the strings. But really, this story is about Meme and Phantom X, who have had a relationship going on uh, that we didn't know about, but like a weird 
digital relationship. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Kind of? It's kind of uncomfortable. Also, how old is... Tenmex is old, man. Yeah, but how, how old, old is... Meme? Yeah. Hope? Ah, uh, she's a teenager. It's definitely right? not legal. Yeah, you know, but... I got a little... But, skeevy, but I, he's a skeevy dude. Well, it's skeevy, but you're supposed to be number one. Yeah, that's the whole point, is that he is skeevy, and that's what this issue's kind of telling you. And also, it's weird, because it was a digital relationship. So, like, what's wrong? What's right? Catfishing. Is this catfishing? This is like, I don't know what catfishing is, catfishing. but is this catfishing? But holy crap, Phantom X just... We get insight into Phantom X here, and it's just like, oh my god, Phantom X is a completely... We've... I think the thing Psy does so well is he puts down these clues that you don't necessarily get while you're reading. You're like, oh, yeah, that's something. I guess I should pay attention to that. Oh, wait, something else is going on over here. And then when he comes back to them, like this issue, he comes back to basically what's wrong with Phantom X and tugs on some strings that he touched on earlier on in the series and now and again. Like, he always knew something was up with Phantom X and something in the background we should be worried about him. But here, it's just like, it's like a bludgeon. Like, holy crap, Phantom X is... uh, not what we thought, and it really caught me. I, I'm trying not to explain the big stuff, but, uh, you know, there's 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 a twist at the end, and uh, I don't know. This book is just, I'm, I'm impressed by its ability to just kind of, like, smack me. I think it was one of the last books I read, and I was just kind of like, you know, at that point when we've read, like, 20 books, I'm not really ready to be surprised, but just, yeah, all this stuff. And I felt bad for Hope, stuff going on with her and Cable and her not being able to give away her identity, and the stuff with Phantom X, skeevy as it was, is a very, you know, relatable thing. Um, you know, be having, having kind of a crush on this older, weirder person, whether it's a guy or a girl. So, X Force, wow, Cy Spurrier, how do Un- unbalanced? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I almost would give it to X Force as my twin of the week. It was uh-huh. that kind of unexpected for me, but Axis gets it for me this week. Just uh, a phenomenal issue. Unanimous here. Axis I'm going with Axis the board. As well. Alex Lopez, you just read Axis. Yeah, I read half of it. Get, get near the microphone. No one can hear you. Yeah, I read half of Axis, and uh, I mean, so far it's amazing, so I'm going to have to go with that also right, right now. So unanimous Axis. Axis. Yeah. What else? What else? But, uh, there were some other good. I mean, She-Hulk was good. X-Force was good. Avengers was good. Oh, yeah. A lot of good stuff this week. Yep. But, yeah, Axis. 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 Uh, on the Axis train. Time for collections on sale. Uh, big one right off the bat. Yep. The hardcover reprinting of the Alias Omnibus, uh, which is mature readers. Very mature. Uh, Let me reiterate, that is a mature reader's title. Yeah. But um, it is one of my favorite books we've published in the last 15 years. And uh, it's terrific stuff. It's uh, Brian Michael Bendis and mostly Michael Gedos with um, uh, some Mark Bagley in there. Yeah, doesn't Brent Anderson step in or wasn't that not until The Pulse? I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, well, regardless, it, it introduces Jessica Jones to the Marvel Universe. Future TV star. Yep. Uh, there's Luke Cage in there. There's some Scott Lang. Yep. There's some Steve Lang. Rogers. Uh, and it's a, a right? Speedball. Speedball's Speedball. in there. Speedball is uh, a great Matty Franklin. Yeah. Uh, it's really like I, the character because he Brian couldn't use a lot of the mainstream character no, because it was is, a Max yeah. book, so which is inter- interesting because at that point you had. Ant-Man and uh, Captain America not as mainstream as they are or now. Or Luke Cage for that matter. Or Luke Cage, yeah. All Luke. these characters who are going to be on TV shows or movies, movies, they were all off to the side. Yeah. Speedball's still off to the side. Yeah. But in New Warriors, which we just read. <laughs> uh, but it's such a good book. Uh, it's going to cost you a pretty penny, yep. but believe me, it is worth it. Also, if you have read a Purple Man story in the last 10 years, uh, yeah. 
this was the book that made him a legit yep. creepy villain. Yeah. Uh, can't recommend this highly enough. Yeah. You have to get the Alias Omnibus if you do not already own it. All right. Also on sale, we've got Hulk Volume 1, Banner DOA, Iron Patriot, Unbreakable, Marvel 100th Anniversary Collection, Original Sin, Hulk vs. Iron Man, Secret Avengers Volume 1, Let's Have a Problem. What did I, that's an interesting title. Yeah. I feel like Al Scott just came up with that and said, just name it this. Yeah. Silver Surfer Volume 1, New Dawn. I see what they did there with very the title. Very clever. That was very clever. Yeah. Then digital comics on the app this week. Uh, everything we just talked about, except Thanos got up there listing number three, which of course is an infinite comic. Also on sale on the Marvel Comics app, we've got Avengers issues 285 through 304. Big old download there of stuff we were missing. The Daredevil Annual from 2007 and Excalibur number 100, the final issue of that book. Oh. Collections on the app this week, Avengers The Initiative, Dreams and Nightmares, Blade Volume 1, Undead Again, Daredevil Hell to Pay Volume 2, Ghost Rider Volume 3, Trials and Tribulations, Hulk Volume 1, Banner DOA, Iron Patriot, Unbreakable, Marvel 100th Anniversary, Original Sin, Hulk vs. Iron Man, Secret Avengers Volume 1, Let's Have a Problem, <laughs> Silver Surfer Volume 1, done. <laughs> Ultimate X-Men Volume 17, Sentinels, Uncanny X-Men, Fear Itself, and X-Men, the Complete Onslaught Epic Book 2. All right. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got... Whole New Invaders number four, Avengers Undercover number three, Daredevil number two, Elektra number one, Fantastic Four number three, Guardians of the Galaxy number 14, Iron Patriot number two, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Original Sin number zero, Superior Spider-Man number 31, Thor God of Thunder number 21, Ultimate FF number one, Uncanny X-Men number 20, What If Age of Ultron number three, Winter Soldier The Bitter March number three, Wolverine number four, Wolverine and the X-Men number three, X-Force number three, and X-Men number 13. Ooh, so many books for your... Reading Pleasure. Yes, should be on Marvel Unlimited. Let's go to some news. Um, I know you dug this one yesterday, even though there was a bunch of typos that you made me fix. Um, <laughs> Operation Sin Sketchbooks. Operation Sin is this cool book from Catherine Eminent and Rich Ellis coming up in January, kind of to coincide with the Agent Carter TV series. Uh, it's a untold adventure of Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, and Woodrow McCord from the 1950s. Uh, Rich was kind enough to show us a lot of cool concept art, designs, sketches, some preview pages, and he did commentary on all of them. Do you watch Key and Peele? I do not. You do, Alex. This book... No one can hear you. <laughs> this book, no, just stay Operation Sin, <laughs> makes me want to run around like they like the two uh, valet guys when they, get, when they get... When they just start bugging out about stuff, yeah, uh, you know, we'd be talking about right. Operation Sins, yeah. Operation Sins, and I'd just be, I'd run back and forth. I'm so excited for this book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, this uh, this is just the latest sketch. We got, we got to give some love to uh, Tim O'Shea, who's been working on these. He just keeps emailing me and goes, "We should do an Operation Sins sketchbook," and I go, "Okay." I'll talk to Rich Ellis, and then he comes back and he has stuff, and it's great. It's great. And those sketches, I mean, Ellis. Yeah, I don't. I'm not that familiar with Rich Ellis, but I want to. Be. He's in uh, the Periscope Studio, I believe, yeah, with um, Steve Lieber and like uh, I th- that makes think sense. Colleen Coover and right. Paul Tobin. He's very good. I think. He's very but yeah, good. Anyway, there's like the, the there's a really strong artist community right there. Yeah. Well, he's excellent. Yeah. Um, last week we showed off a little teaser called "From the Ashes: Uncanny Avengers," um, basically showing the post-Axis Uncanny Avengers lineup, which is very different than the current Uncanny Avengers lineup. Yeah, 
Is or brother or doctor? We don't know. <gasps> doctor brother. Doctor I'm brother. Gonna, I'm going to cut out voodoo yep. and just call him doctor brother. brother. <laughs> hey, doctor brother. Hey, I need some voodoo done. <laughs> Give me a prescription. I'm just excited about yeah. that. That's super cool. It looks good. There's a lot of interesting characters there. Uh, this is one of my favorites from last week. I know I shared it with you immediately. Uh, Marvel 75, a decade in armor. We have now reached the 90s and the Marvel 75th anniversary, which means we get to do some fun weird articles and tim stevens wrote about all the characters who donned armor who would not normally including hawkeye and captain america and daredevil and spider-man what i loved is because tim uh is a semi-licensed therapist so he claims (laughs) didn't just write about the adventures he also was like what does this mean why would spider-man put on armor what is he trying to hide like it was very it was a mix of ridiculousness and like earnest seriousness that i really loved and the great news is we have a follow-up this week from Tim called Marvel 75, a decade in leather jackets. Ooh. So. <laughs> I'm excited. We got more great stuff. And, of course, I'm sure you guys have seen uh, some teasers we've been rolling out for stuff like Civil War. Wow. Summer 2015 yeah. <laughs> sure will be something. Civil War, Planet Hulk, House of M. Uh, it seems like a lot's going on in Summer what 2015. Today? Today, today is Tuesday. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, Infinity Gauntlet today and some more stuff to come later this week. Um, yeah, we're not going to talk a lot about that, but <laughs> there, will, there, will, there will be stuff. Hashtag deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. Uh, also, not on here mm. is the uh, announcement of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad Disney right. Kingdom's book. Yeah, we got some, stu- we got some uh, stuff coming up later this week on that, but that uh, was announced. Yep. Uh, I'm super excited simply because... That is, uh, that's my favorite ride at yep. either of the Disney parks in the U.S. And um, I got the lowdown. We got the lowdown yeah, on the Bill story Roseman from the, the, the editor, Bill Roseman. And it's going to be great. Yeah. There's I'm cool, really excited. There's a cool story behind it. Yeah. Um, also, randomly, this will come up next week. But if, for those of you who subscribe to ESPN Magazine, um, you remember a couple years ago, Mitch Dane showed me this yesterday. A couple years ago, we did all those covers for the NBA preview. And since LeBron James was leaving Cleveland, they did the Spider-Man No More cover with him dumping his jersey in there. So because he's coming back to Cleveland this season, uh, they got in touch with us again, and we commissioned a new piece based on the new Amazing Spider-Man number one cover with him back in his Cleveland Cavaliers uniform swinging back into Cleveland. Smiling. Smiling. Happy. Ready to win. Where did he go? Uh, He went to Miami. He took his talents to South Why did he leave Miami? Because he uh, wanted to go back to Cleveland because they weren't winning. He's he not satisfied. Yeah, end his career. Well, I mean, kid, he's like 22, right? Yeah, I know, but he wants to, you know, do he's his remaining years. Yeah, he's, he's Gosh, we'll ex- <laughs> I'm not a sportsman. We'll explain <laughs> sports to Ryan during the break. Um, <laughs> before we go there, a little games news. Uh, Avengers Alliance launched Chapter Seven this week. Luke Cage is the new worthy character, also Mysterio and Absorbing Man, new villains. I talked to Justin Woods about this, and there will be a new spec op probably before the end of this week because stuff's got to get done. Uh, I did not get Kazar because I was busy at New York Comic Con. I got Kazar! Oh, good for you. Did you get Kang? Uh, I have one more cover to get. Good luck. Uh, I'll just spend some gold. I had, I, this, this is what happened yesterday is I had two tasks left to get Kazar. Hours were ticking away. One, I posted my story on Chapter 7, so that took time away from me getting it. So me reporting on Avengers Alliance prevented me from playing Avengers Alliance. And then I literally was right about to think my next thing. And then Harry Go, the worst person in the world, tells me we have a meeting. 
Because we had that Star Wars meeting. Yeah. You could have just dumped the, the 40 gold at the problem. I am under 40 gold. I am. I got to talk to Justin to hook me back up. I did not have enough gold to, to huh. just throw at it. I huh. that was. It, believe me, I did as much gold stuff as I could. I got down to the point where I literally I had to do this. I considered skipping our meeting yesterday, <laughs> but I didn't, and I got stuff done. And we'll have great Star Wars coverage for you as a result. Yes. So I'm gonna have to get Kazar somehow. Also, last week in Marvel Heroes 2015, uh, actually three new characters technically released. Um, because you have both Novas, Rich Ryder and Sam Alexander, are now available to play. And you can also team up with the Wasp. Cool. So as we go into 2015, Marvel Heroes 2015 shaping up to be something special. I need a new computer. I won't play this game. Mm. I won't play this. And Gone Home and other games. Gone Home? Gone Who's Home. Out? You, you wouldn't get it. It's a game. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I work on the game section here at Marvel.com. It's a game where... Uh, you play, I think it's set in the 90s, you mm. play a girl who's gone home, what? Uh, and the house is deserted, and it's really like exploring the house and learning about them and figuring, like, solving something. I don't know. It's, well, it's a great title. I really want to yeah, play great, it. Yeah, great title. Uh, really, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Really excellent stuff. You can tell me more about it while we throw over to Mark and Patrick, and I preview the NBA season for you. I don't Fantastic. really care that much about the NBA, so Alex will tell us both. Yeah. I don't care. I don't know. Do you have news? Uh, <laughs> Before I'm, we go. I'm not going to L.A. this week, next week, You're which I thought to? I was. Okay, There's a possibility. Welcome back. I'm not going. Welcome back. Uh, I'll let Mark and Patrick talk about some stuff. Unless they don't. They, If they don't, then I will have a word with them. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, there's some, some stuff that... They should talk about. Yeah, some big things happening and bubbling up. Uh, I hope you guys watched... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, because some stuff happened yep. at the end, so that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Cool. Great. Mark? Patrick? Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show. Despite my being sick and Patrick being healthy, I still manage to sound more energetic than he does. How does this happen? Nobody knows. And I don't know if that is correct. That is a matter of opinion. Great! What's not a matter of opinion is that the first teaser trailer for Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron is awesome. We released it last night, of course. I'm sure y'all have seen it by now. If you haven't, why? Pause this. Pause this. Pause. Come back. Pause. Just, really pause. Just pause it and come back. Pause it. We'll still be here, I promise. Well, Patrick might not be, but I oh, will man. be. So we got a good look at Ultron in action. We got some nice Hulkbuster action. Tony Stark taking on the Hulk. I like when the Hulk smashes a fruit stand. <laughs> Get out of here, fruit! I don't need. I don't have time for you. Hey. Okay, that's, 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 that's your highlight of the trailer. Okay, my yes, hi my stand. highlight of the trailer would be Hulk throwing a car at Iron Man in his Hulkbuster suit. Iron Man catching the car and then Hulk still just smashing right into him. Yeah, but, but he also then smashes all the fruit out of the way. He's like, I don't have time for your pesticide-ridden fruits. 
That's probably what he's doing. You just don't like fruit, and that's your own issue. So anyway, of Fruit's course... Fruit's not healthy for you. Of course, we also released the teaser poster for the film. You can catch all that on Marvel.com. Like I say, see the trailer, both on Marvel.com and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marvel. And moving over into Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we had a big episode this week with the debut of Adrian Palicki as... Agent Bobby Morse, a.k.a. Mockingbird. And following this week's episode, we showed off her tactical suit and her new look that you will see in next week's episode, of course, next Tuesday, all new at 9, 8 central on ABC. We've got a preview for this er, next week's episode featuring Fitz and Simmons reunited. Of course, Simmons is now back in the fold as the end of last episode and we had an all new episode of this week in marvel's agents of shield where we talked with two of the folks behind the visual effects for these series mark kolpak and sabrina aaron so check all that out of course on marvel.com i think that pretty much covers everything on that area patrick do we have anything in animation do we have anything in animation, he says. Of course we do, I says. Oh boy. Anyways, this Sunday you're going to be able to see a brand new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Null has been able to manifest each one of the Agents of Smash's biggest fears. So it's definitely a kind of psychological battle that they're going to have to engage in to kind of conquer their fears, both physically and mentally. We've got a clip from that episode on Marvel.com. I won't, I won't lie, I didn't watch the clip yet. All I saw was the Rotar art, which featured a clown. Who's afraid of the clown? Who's afraid of the clown? Who's afraid of the clown? Tune in Sunday to find out. Or well, I'll just tell you right now, yeah, it is A-Bomb. A-Bomb's a, 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 a smart man. A-Bomb is spooked out by clowns. So, uh, yeah, this, this episode's called Fear Itself because it's all about their biggest fears. So that episode is going to be airing this Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. Right after that episode airs, you'll be able to check out a brand new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Uh, Red Skull has some information that could lead to taking down Thanos, but Red Skull is kidnapped by none other than the Winter Soldier. Oh! The Winter Soldier. That name sounds vaguely familiar. Sounds vaguely familiar. It's almost like the Winter Soldier was involved in the number two biggest movie of the year. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Captain America, the Winter Soldier. You got I it. I get it now. You nailed it. I get that title now. You nailed it. So that uh, we'll have a clip from that episode appearing online. I'm not going to say when because I don't know when you're listening to this. So if I say tomorrow, you might be listening on a Monday. And then it would not be appearing tomorrow. It will have been there since Friday. Today's Thursday, correct? It'll be there soon. It'll is be what the wolf on the is net. Trying to say. And uh, if you don't catch the clip, then you can catch the brand new episode this Sunday, 8:30 a.m. on Disney XD, following Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Okay, and with that, 
we're going to get out of your way and send you back to the fine folks in New York who I'm sure you'd much rather be listening to. I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> so, thank you all for listening once again. We wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous-er week, and we'll chat with you in seven more days or so. All right, we're back. Thanks, boys, for dropping all that big, big we hope, we super hope. cool stuff. Uh, yeah, we, we hope. Uh, we'll be talking about that for many times to come. Sure. In the future. Yep. Uh, time for This Week in Marvel Unlimited. Nope. Nope. This Week in Marvel questions and <laughs> comments. Uh, we've got your tweets. Use the hashtag This Week in Marvel yep. uh, to tweet them to us. And we've got uh, we've got a Good steady flow of pictures in here, yeah. uh, guys. Which makes it seem deceptively like we have a lot more tweets yeah. than we do. Uh, but first up, we've got Agent Twim, who... Is on a rampage this week. Yeah, a lot of comments. So many, Holy so many crap. things. Let's go. Let's dive right into it. He says, one of the texts on Spidey Unlimited loading page says that Peter's parents were decorated CIA agents. Were they CIA and S.H.I.E.L.D. or was the S.H.I.E.L.D. part retconned? They're definitely CIA. That's what I remember from when I was a kid. Um, I don't remember. I, they probably worked with S.H.I.E.L.D. because if you are in the Marvel Universe and you're part of a government intelligence operation you usually work with shield but i don't think they were specifically shield agents that may be where the confusion lies do you remember that book trouble sure of course mark miller yeah terry, terry dodson. dodson yeah Those, uh, just go back and read that for uh some urc yeah uh <laughs> agent twim says yay molecule man i've missed him yeah that was a big that was great Love cool ending um he says, are there not going to be any super-powered Inhumans after this generation, or did the Terrigen Bomb not destroy the Source? Good question, and something they've been addressing in Inhuman, because that was a big thing with the Unspoken, is he uh, he came to Adelan looking for Terrigen, and it's not as in high supply as it used to be. Yeah. So that could be a very real problem. Dun-dun-dun. <clears throat> Agent Twim says, the Marvel Experience and Marvel Universe Live are both coming to Dallas in January. I'm going to be so broke. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they're both very different experiences. And live. I think, yeah. Both different live, live experiences. experiences. And uh, I think you should check them out and let us know what you think. Very cool, very mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook was around when Silk went into hiding. When was this? Was this when they were still in high school? Pete is younger than 30. Don't try to wrap your brain around ages. We've said this before. Peter yeah. Parker is perpetually younger than 30. That's He's, all you need to know. Yeah, despite when we were kids, mm -hmm. they did the issue where they gave him a 30th yeah, birthday party yeah, for the, it was 1991, yep. and they gave him, or 93, yeah. whatever it was, they gave him a birthday cake <laughs> that we, said, happy 30th yeah. birthday. When we were kids, it was okay for Peter Parker to be 30, but no more. Yeah. You know, just all the, you know, the cosmic byproducts and whatnot, a couple years slipped here and there, so he's in his yeah. 20s. It's comics. It's, yeah. it's okay. Don't think too much about yeah, it. We're good. Um, what else we got here? It says, Asian Twim says... I'm like the biggest Marvel <laughs> fan. Are you? But I've come to realize Marvel hates organization that when is, they mess up numbering. And this is, is a true. series. It goes from one of three oh, geez, to four. four. In the middle of it, he's like, you know what? I need more room. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. So all right, he says, I'm like the biggest Marvel fan, but I've come to realize Marvel hates organization. First, they mess up numbering with zeros and point fives, true. then turning into algebra with letters, nice. and now they I'm also want to... pretty sure that's not what algebra is, but okay. <laughs> now they also want to mess up trade paperback organization with the same title over and over. Secret Wars, Secret Wars 2, Secret War, then Secret Wars again, and now a second Civil War. That's the tip of the iceberg. I'll read whatever you put out, but no, I, but I know, I know you, you hate organization. Um, I mean... 
here's kind of like our priorities as a flowchart as Marvel. <laughs> uh, right up there, number one, we're a business, so we need to make money. Number two, we want to put out great stories. And then somewhere way, 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 way down the chart is making sure that people can keep their collections organized. Yeah. Because that's on you. Figure it out. I say we all do it. I say you learn the Dewey Decimal System yeah, and li librarize them. Librarize it. Yeah. How about that? So yeah. And as far as a second Civil War, stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, yeah, yes, flipping more. it right around. Yeah. Yes, more Marvel zombies. Thank you, Marvel. You're doing everything wrong. <laughs> but how are you going to organize your Marvel zombies <laughs> trades? Yeah, there are so there's Marvel zombies, Marvel uh, zombies two, Marvel zombies three. Then it just starts Agent, going into like Agent Twenty. You're all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. Uh, he keeps going. He says, Age of Edge of Spider-Verse is so good. Mm -hmm. Agreed. He says, don't worry about the characters who died in ASM number seven backup story. We went over this at Horizon Labs. Not only <sighs> was the universe numbered wrong, but that Iceman wore gloves, just alternate alternate alternates like in Spidey 2099. Sure, but it's still emotionally wrenching. The, the universe number was wrong according to who? I don't know. According to probably the handbook or something. Well, maybe. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, and he says, I approve of the 90s top 10 list. Good list. It was a good well, list. Well, still, cable number one. Controversial. <laughs> uh, he says, woo, I'm special. I'm the only tweeter that got to read, that got read on episode 145 of This Week in Marvel. I love you guys. I know you love me, too. It's 140, no. He means that it must was, be 154. One, yeah. That's numbers. Because 154 was, yeah, it was the live one. We read one, and then we gave up on that. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. A, you have a special place in This Week in Marvel history. <laughs> uh, it says, Deadpool biannual was gross. Uh, hilarious, mm. but gross. DNA collecting to defeat a giant robot whale. I am scarred now. You do what you got to do. Yeah. And finally, his last tweet, he says, mm. Deadpool number 34 was another amazing issue, but I have to tell you that the Kurt Cobain joke was just a little distasteful. What like, was the Kurt Cobain joke? I don't remember. But isn't it kind of, I mean, it's the opposite of too soon, right? It's like Tw it's long over enough. 20 it's years been over now. 20 years. There is an amazing Twitter feed mm -hmm. called Kurt Quote, uh, where it attributes quotes to Kurt Cobain that aren't his that quotes. Aren't his. And the last couple of days, it's been just Ghostbusters quotes <laughs> oh, that's from great. the movie. And it was it, like referencing other characters in the movie. Then it says Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain. and then like the years he. Was born and better, died. better or worse than the RKO Vines Twitter. Nothing beats RKO, RKO Vines. Vines. Did you see good. WWE stole it? Yeah, of course they did. <sighs> wouldn't you? I guess. If you were WWE, wouldn't you co-opt that? Yeah, but I would probably just pay them and be like, "All right, you that's do true. this for us." Yeah, because yeah. that's what you do. Like when we do stuff, right. we're we like, bring people "Oh, the, this bring is them cool. Into the fold. Here, let us pay you to keep doing that yeah. work." But RKO Vines is pretty great. <sighs> I think it single-handedly uh, revitalized Randy Orton's career. Seriously, probably. he got it. Did you? Uh, I didn't watch all of Raw, but it seemed yeah, like the crowd he's, was he's, way more oh, yeah. into him. Oh yeah, the, this is turning him babyface, yeah. whether we want it or not. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> so good. All right, Alan Wilkinson. Guess since Twitpick is dying, I'll do this here. Is Twitpick dying? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it's guys. going away. Sorry, it's a it's a uh, picture of him, level three hundred in Avengers Alliance. It says Avengers Alliance hashtag complete set. Uh, oh, he yeah, has all the cybernetic weapons. Congratulations. I wasn't fond of those cybernetic weapons. I, I had like two even, of them. I didn't even play with them. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wegner. Just got stabbed in the fields with adamantium claws with a tearjerker page, referring to the last page of Death of Wolverine. I agree. Yeah. Bob Moriarty. Getting the hang of mobile games in general now and leveling up creates an inexplicable level of joy. Hmm. Is that a first time swimmer? No, Bob's been around a little bit. Bobby Moe. Bobby Moe. HW View. 
says to us, thank you, thank you for group. Hashtag NYCC14. Did you get that at the live? Yeah, I got, got that at the, the live. live show. Thank you, HWU, for coming to the live show. That was awesome. Uh, uh-oh, you all punch drunk. Get the dump button ready. This was when we were on Marvel Live and probably very apt and accurate. Oh, yeah, after five days of New York Comic Con-ishness. Yep. Uh, last week's Twim of the Week was Rocket Raccoon 4. Scotty Young delivers another issue of chaotic comedic fun. I think I picked that as well. Last week's Twim of the Week was New Avengers 25. We see everything crumbling on the Illuminati. Or do we? We do. Great question. Or do we? Yeah. We, we do. do. Or do we? Or do we? we? Uh, Jim Radloff says, got Kazar in Avengers Alliance. Immedi- <laughs> immediately fought Evolutionary. Got my last lockbox for Kang. Uh, Who to use first? Good job, Jim. Great job. Um, I like I, I like the trend of having more characters split, uh, you know, like. Yes. You know. That is huge. I think they need to retrofit that onto some of the other characters, I agree, too. because, yeah, it makes some of the older characters very obsolete. But they're doing a lot of fixes. I know they... They just fixed up Luke Cage a little bit, and then now they're working on Black Knight. So cool. they're kind of randomly coming around to different characters. Nice. Uh, Jim says, uh, nope, not Jim. Johnny Alec, Alex messed this up. I meant to pick another Yeah, you meant classic, to, didn't you? Classic you Alex. You meant to, didn't you? Classic Alex. Uh, so Johnny Vinyl. Johnny Vinyl says, holy hell, Sam Humphreys made Star-Lord sing the Aquabats. <laughs> Page of the year. The Aquabats are like a cartoon? Uh, they have a variety show, but they've been around for years yes, I, and years and years. I think Kyle Fegley tried to tell me about this one time, and I just he just lost. Yeah, me. he got they're too, fun. He got too enthusiastic, as he is wont to yes. do. Uh, Kyle Charles says, "My twin of the week is Nightcrawler. Mm. It's such an emotional issue. I loved all of the flashbacks. Good issue, definitely. It's solid issue." Uh, Kyle says, did you guys see the epic Triple H and Rock promo from the 15th anniversary of SmackDown? I did not. I have not DVR'd SmackDown for a while. Yeah. But the 15th anniversary is on the network, so I think I'm going to try Is it? Yeah. The, How'd just they the 15th finagle that? Show. Oh. Once in a while, they'll put like a special on the on the network. I watched some of the Edge and Christian thing. I didn't watch that yet either. Is that good? It has its moments. I want to. I, I I'm behind right now on a lot of network stuff. Um, I want to catch up on Monday Night War. Where really are you? That I the last one I watched was I think the DX one. So I'm way. Oh behind. wow, you're way, way, behind. Way, way, way behind. We watched the oh. ECW one the other night. Yeah, I kind of want to jump ahead to the ECW one and the Cruiserweights one because those seem very interesting. Like I've seen the Austin stuff and the Bret Hart stuff. Like I've seen that before. I, I kind of want to check out some different stuff. Yeah, but. We'll see. There's so much to watch on the network. Yes. So little time. Uh, Kyle says, so that's how Thor lost his arm. Yes. I'm so on board mm. with this new Thor series. Jason Aaron, you did it again. Very glad you liked it, Kyle. Uh, he says, I really enjoyed Death of Wolverine. Canada's favorite son shall be missed. Spelled favorite with a U. Yeah. Very Canadian. Yes. Finally, he says, Ultimate Spider-Man keeps getting better and better. Also, what a bomb dropped by Norman. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man, again, just one of our most consistent books. Consistent. Is a word Heck, I like to use. Yeah. Kieran Doherty, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel was amazing. A great wee surprise. Can't wait for Daredevil tomorrow. This, of course, was written in the midst of NYCC Madness. And has a picture of him from the Cup of Joe panel. Um, or from the Women of Marvel panel. I'm not sure. Final day at NYCC, Women of Marvel and Spider-Verse panels are on my to-do list. I also want to get some wonderful toys. Flight back to the U.K. tonight. Glad I have the live episode of This Week in Marvel for some of that. Hope you enjoy it, Karen. Yeah, thanks uh, for, for coming all this way for New York Comic Con. That's yeah, dedication. But not coming to our live recording. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was like, oh, i got to uh, go see the Statue yeah. of Liberty or whatever. Come on. Yeah. We are a New York landmark. Exactly. You need to see us. 
Uh, Legendary versus Hard at Work, finishing our next video. Be sure to keep an eye out tomorrow. Hashtag Marvel Motivation Monday. Just co-opting our did we, hashtags. Yeah, did we get uh, <laughs> We get a kickback We got spammed. That. You owe us $100,000. Yikes. Ollie, PC Dead Meat. Guys, I highly recommend Space Dandy on Netflix. It's nuts and a teeny bit perverse. Much lols. Uh, I love it by the title alone, Space so Dandy's I will a watch great it. Title. Yeah, maybe. I will watch it. Guys, I'm browsing the Marvel app and want an opinion. Who's the better storyteller in Marvel at the moment, Bendis or Remender? Ooh, oh, that's that, a trap. Yeah, and that's, that's a trap. That's, it, I'm not going to fall into that one. It's totally a subjective thing. Yep, you it's know, arbitrary. Like, I it, tell very different kind of stories. They're very different kind of stories. It really depends on what you're in the mood for at any given time. Uh, so skipping over that one, right into another landmine here. <laughs> Watching Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock is the best villain in comic book movies. Agree? Hashtag character arc. I will agree that he was awesome. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he was uh, great. I'd go with Loki more than over him. Who played him again? Who um, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina did a great job playing he Doc did. Ock. He did. I'm giving that. Yep. Um, Spidey 2 was a great movie. Uh, but yes, I think best, not sure. Loki's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, also up there. Up all night to get Loki. Um, Colin Farrell is Bullseye. It's phenomenal. Bullseye. Call me Bullseye. Points in his head. (sighs) All right. Penelope Cat says, does the new Unlimited Plus package just come with two comics, a figure, and a card? My package came open. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we I I addressed uh, Penelope Cat about this, but I just want to make sure um, we talked about it here. That, uh, yes, you get the two comics, the figure, the card, uh, which is also, there's a letter. I think that's attached to the card. Uh, someone wanted to steal your stuff. I'm glad they didn't. Uh, but that's what's in this package for until next August-ish. Rob Nolan says, it's that time of year again. The Horizon Lab's sweet Christmas secret <laughs> Santa. Thanks to uh, to This Week in Marvel for bringing them together. That is very cool. I'm yeah. glad you guys do that. What are, what are we get? Yeah, please send us. What some. are we getting? Uh... We, I drink coffee. I uh, don't. Ben, uh, he drink, likes nuts. I drink water. You, you, you love me you, some cashews, guys. Been eating cashews like crazy. Me some cashews. They're good for me. Yeah. Um, Robert says, question in mm. New Avengers number eight, we see Iron Man and the Watcher with a possibly dead living New tribunal. tribunal. Apart yeah. from the cryptic scene, do we know any more about this? It didn't happen in Iron Man's solo book. This did it? is not the. Fr- I've actually we've gotten this question before here. Tom and I got it on the original. Did we do it? In, no, we didn't do an original sin podcast. Whatever was the last podcast I did with Tom Brevoort. Uh-huh. Um, we've gotten this a bunch, and I think Tom said something to effect of they had a plan for this, and it may or may not still be on. So we haven't really been saying anything. Like th- this is definitely it has not been followed up on, but it might still be, or it might not, because things happen and plans change. Yeah. So sorry to give you a terrible non-answer, but mm-hmm. there it is. Uh, Raph AB. Iron Fist has a whole new look, and this is from, I think, Axis number two. I actually got a <laughs> kick out of this. They were doing the little the little boxes. They were doing the little boxes for people, and they mislabeled Invisible Woman as Iron Fist. So that was pretty funny. Um, I mean, you know what? I support her decision. Sure, if she wants. Sue, Sue Storm be a great Iron Fist. She had the Iron Fist powers and the Invisible oh, Woman powers. Are you kidding me? I was thinking Danny just was oh, Danny, chose to, Danny, to be transgender. Either one went, of those, you know, for gender reassignment and all this other stuff. Either and I'm all for either it. Either one of those, female Danny Rand or Sue Storm Iron Fist, both great character ideas. Can keep the name too. Just change the Y to an I. It's true. Or just leave it as a Y. Yeah. Why not? But uh, all of the. Women who are named Danny that I know use an eye. Well, obviously you need to meet more, more women named Danny. It's true. 
I see all those teasers by Marvel, but not a single ra artist writer announcement. And I'm so excited for all those things. Uh, we got a lot of time until summer 2015. Yeah. Is that when time runs out? In seven months. I think it's when time runs out. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Scott, Starlord UK, just finished Storm number four, and I think Wolverine's death is going to bring a whole new side of Storm. Feel sorry for anyone who tries to get in her way. Very educated statement. Yeah. All right, so Simon Williams, uh, young Alex, had alerted me to these tweets, and I read them, and I'm, I'm okay with it because I really like Simon's uh, contributions to the show. Yeah, Simon actually has a history of asking kind of the tough questions. And that's right? good. And I like I mean, that. Yeah, totally. I like that. I, he asked them in smart ways. Yes, he's, uh, never, very... he's never disrespectful about them. No, no, no. Uh, so first one, Simon says, uh, what do you feel was Marvel's biggest announcement at New York Comic Con? Obviously not a tough one here, uh, a tough question for us. But yeah, Secret Wars. Yeah, definitely. I, think, I, think, I mean, and that's no disrespect to the other announcements. There were some huge announcements across the board, but Secret Wars is just on a whole different scale. Yep. Simon says, the distinguished competition has three films coming out starring non-white, non-male heroes. When's Marvel doing the same? And then he has a follow-up, mm -hmm. says... And in regards to uh, my answer at the live this week in Marvel about women-led movies, it's time for Marvel to stop listening and start doing. I thought that was my answer. That was my answer. It was our answer. Sure. Let's go with our, our answer. answer. It was our answer. Yeah. Um, so to the first point, um, you know, we don't take uh, direction from what they do. Right. Um, I think we have we have our plans and we have had our plans and we will continue to have our plans right. uh the way we need to do them the way we want to do them and how and when that happens is is going to remain the same whether or not they decide to announce movies 7 years ahead of time or 6 years ahead of time that i mean let's be honest you never in 6 years who knows what could mm -hmm. happen those movies may never come to fruition i hope it's they true. do because i'm I'm as excited as everybody. I would love to see all those movies, but actually, yeah, what you're saying, it's one thing to announce a movie, you yeah. need to also make a successful movie so you can make more successful movies. Yeah, I mean, that's a very ambitious plan that they have. Yep. Uh, and more power to them. I hope they get it. Uh, we have plans. We have announcements that we'll make, and mm -hmm. we'll have, you know, a lot to do. But it all has to make sense for us, for, you know, how we launch things. We're not going to... You don't want to just put a character out there in the forefront to put the character out there. Right. Uh, which is not to say that I disagree with you, because I agree with you. We need more uh, characters of color, and Absolutely. we need more female-led movies. Yep. That's that, the bottom line. I am with you on 110%. And I think that the thought is, is definitely moving in that direction. We're, we're very conscious of the need for that, the audience for that, and for the creative... Uh, the creative juice that that brings to our slate of movies. So uh, I don't know, you know, I can't say when any of that will happen, but when it happens, we're going to do it better than anybody else. And that's the bottom line. Well, because so. Agent M said so. That's right. Can I stun you? Can I give you a Stone Cold Stunner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the show. Yeah. Actually, in the closing moments of the show. Yeah. Did you want to add anything to that, Ben? No. Well said. Okay. Very, very well put. Uh, but yes, thank you, Simon. I uh, I definitely always appreciate when you chime in with, with the things that make us uh, think. Yeah, and don't worry, we got past censorship Lopez over here. Yeah, he wants to just silence everybody. Yeah, he's like, sure quiet this guy, yeah. quiet this guy. Ah, controversial opinions. Friggin' Joseph McCarthy over here. <laughs> Timely reference. <laughs> Dirty lash. <laughs> Are you guys playing Spider-Man Unlimited? If so, what are your go-to Spider-Man? I hate admitting this on the air, and I hope that no one from uh, 
our friends over at Game Off who are listening. But no, I have not downloaded Spider-Man Unlimited yet. I still have to. Um, I will soon. Maybe this weekend. Who do I have? I have Battle Damage Spider-Man. I have Amanga Spider-Man. Um, I've got a couple. Mm. I haven't played in a couple days. Probably since New York, before New York Comic Con, just been super busy. Uh, and I'll be honest, it bums me out because it's one of those games where you have to be online to mm-hmm, play. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I want to play a game when I'm on the subway, yep. or you know, I'm like, I, I need to be able to play something that doesn't require me to be online. And that's not just us, uh, not just our partners. This no. is, like, I wanted to buy Final Fantasy VI. Because everybody was talking about it. Uh, it's supposed to be this great game. I read this long article about it. Right. It's a game that was made in the mid or early 90s and been ported over to phones. And Square requires you to have an internet connection to play it, yeah. which drives me nuts. They yeah, do not. I, I'm not giving them my money for it. Yeah. I can't. What am I going to do? So... Uh, to answer your question about <laughs> Spider-Man Unlimited, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll get more of them. I really want um, Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman. Spider-Girl, Spider-Girl just debuted. Yeah, like, I really want to get Last week. Yeah. She's the first female Spider, but there's more coming. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, very soon. I'm actually not sure who came out this week. I gotta check. Hmm. Just read Edge of Spider-Verse number four. I will have nightmares and have to sleep with a can of bug spray from now on. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help you. Yeah. That's <laughs> that bug spray is not going to do much. Mine. And following up on that, Asbiv, Stephen Barr, my LCS, local comic book shop, had no amazing Spider-Man 4. I'd gladly trade digital codes for any of Edge of Spider-Verse for one. DM me if interested. So if no one has helped Stephen out yet, give him a shout. Yeah. He wants amazing Spider-Man number four, and uh, he has digital codes straight for him. ASBIV on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tech Lord says, I just learned from This Week in Marvel that Dan Slott grew up in London. That explains a lot. No wonder why he's so awesome. He overcame his upbringing yeah. to be awesome. Yeah. He USA. <laughs> USA. He, he was born in the, in the Thames and uh, yep. had to swim his way to the safety of America. Yeah. That's the story Here, we're going with. Yeah. We won the revolution. Yeah. Eat it. Uh, Tech Lord says, The live This Week in Marvel was Yay. awesome. It sounded like a lot of fun, and I wished I could have gone to it. You guys should go on tour. Speaking of... What a great of, time to announce. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> we're hoping to go to Vancouver yep. in December. And if we do, we're going to try and find a comic shop that's local to do a live episode. Um, additionally, it looks like I'll probably be at South by Southwest in March. So I may find... A, a, marching. Wow. Yeah. I find a, an artist or two to come on. We won't do a regular This Week of Marvel, but we'll do like oh, one of our point fives and and... Do that live at a comic shop. That's the kind of stuff I think we want to try to do more and more this year. If you want to book us. Yeah. Seriously, if you have a comic shop that's like, hey, we'll have a live podcast and and, you you guys come for a day. Especially if you're local, if you're in the New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia area. I don't know. We could go to one before the Royal Rumble. That's true. We'll be at the Royal Rumble in January. So if there's a comic store in Philadelphia that wants us to come and record a podcast. Yeah, we'll make uh, our wives wait while we record a two-hour-long podcast. It should be a lot of fun for them. (laughs) Maybe we'll get some WWE guys to come. That would be pretty neat. That'd be fun. Let's make this happen. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about it. Uh, All right. We'll just do it outside the arena. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be fun. Do they have an access for Royal Rumble? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because I'd be there. I couldn't be outside. Go on Radio Row. Since it's January. We probably would not oh, want yeah. to do it outside. No. <laughs> uh, Magic Never Ends says, Death of Wolverine number four is a heavy issue. Wah, wah. Last page pun. Did I say that? Hashtag, say that. I'm here all week. Thank you. Good job, Will. 
Um, and Will Blattman. Wow, Will the Will. Finishing things <laughs> Will up. Will the Wisp says, Love seeing X-23 and Black Widow, but meaning to pick up an issue. Thanks for the push. You're welcome. You are welcome. And it's a hell of an issue to jump in on. Really good. That's it, guys. So we we'll did be, it. We'll One more back, in the books. We'll be back next week with our Halloween special. Spooktacular. We'll, 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 we'll try to think of some cool Halloween stuff, but we'll also be doing Hulk Future Imperfect for this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club, so do read that. Send us your tweets using the hashtag TwinURC. T-W-I-M-U-R-C. Yeah. And uh, thanks, guys. It's been three years, wow. and it's been amazing. Crazy. Four begins now. This is Marvel. Your universe.